Today's scripture is from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 6, verses 30 through 34, and 53 through 56. The apostles gathered around Jesus and told him all that they had done and taught. He said to them, Come away to a deserted place all by yourselves and rest a while. For many were coming and going, and they had no leisure even to eat. And they went away in the boat to a deserted place by themselves. Now many saw them going and recognized them, and they hurried there on foot from all the towns and arrived ahead of them. As he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion for them, because they were like sheep without a shepherd, and he began to teach them many things. When they had crossed over, they came to land at Genesaret and moored the boat. When they got out of the boat, people at once recognized him and rushed about that whole region and began to bring the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, into villages or cities or farms, they laid the sick in the marketplaces and begged him that they might touch even the fringe of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. The disciples have just come back from their first missionary journey where they went out into the villages and the fields and talked to people about the kingdom of God. And they were eager to tell Jesus what they had just experienced. Jesus was eager to hear them and listen to what they had experienced. I expect that if uh, they're like uh, most people who go out and try to share about faith and stuff, some people were, were receptive and some people weren't too receptive and uh, kind of like it is today. Um, and, but they got together and, he's, and, and, he, and they were so busy, they didn't even have time to eat. You know, that just makes me angry and hungry already, right? You know, if they did, if they're so busy, they couldn't even eat. So, so there they are. And Jesus says to them, come away to a, to a lonely place and get some rest. Oh, how we need to come away and lay our burdens down and get some rest. On, on, at the 830 service today, um, I, I, was, I was saying, you know, Jesus heard what the what those that had gone out, the disciples, what they had been up to. And our youth group had gone to the beach for a retreat last weekend. I said, don't you want to know what they were up to? And everybody said, yes. And so I talked to some youth um, who, who, who shared about what their experiences were like on their beach retreat, which their theme was being anchored. And their t-shirts have a big anchor on it with their names in it, anchored in Christ. And they shared about how they, 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 through their experiences, they, they had been anchored into Christ and had faced some hardships and felt God judging them. And then they realized, no, things, bad things that happened wasn't my fault. God wasn't punishing me. And I said, that's a good Methodist theology lesson, don't you think, Terry? And anyway, so they shared about that and, and you know, that, that we, we, we listened to them. 
Last, last week, we had a, a committee meeting here at church of people that are working on the golf tournament that's coming up in, in August. And in, in a way, we've been going out two by two or one by one trying to recruit people to play golf and, and sponsor holes. And we just sat around the table and Ken and Kathy got to share how they went to this bakery and they, they agreed to share a hole. Who, who is that bakery? Okay, I can't hear that, but... Say it loud. Burt's desserts. desserts. Yeah, that's right. I have eaten their desserts and they are great. And they're sponsoring a whole. And I was able to share how Locklear Pharmacy is going to sponsor a whole. So Locklear Pharmacy, my new, my new best friends. And, uh, and other people shared how, how they, they had gone to places trying to recruit. And, and some people did not even want to look at our pieces of paper about the golf tournament. They did not. You know, they were not interested. Thank you very much, but no thanks. You know, I expect that's the way it was for disciples as they were talking about their, their faith. They, they invited people to know about the kingdom of God and some people would have turned their backs and hurt the disciples' feelings. And, you know, that's just the way it is. So they listened and they shared about all those burdens that they carried. And Jesus said, come and give up your burdens rest. Let's go away to rest. You know, I, uh, a few years ago, I was backpacking on the Appalachian Trail. I had six weeks off to a little sabbatical to, to, and I, to hike, and I started at Mount Katahdin in Maine at the northern terminus of the AT. And before I started, the day before I was staying at a little hostel in, in, in Maine, and, and I met this guy who came in, and he looked terrible. He had just hiked the entire um, Appalachian Trail, 2,200 miles or so, and his pants were just shreds. They were just ripped up. I was really glad he had on underwear because <laughs> you could certainly see it. And his pants were just, they were just ripped up, you know, it just holes were in them and they were just kind of shredded. And I said, what happened to you? And he said, the trail I've been climbing up all these rocks for hundreds of miles and you, and you slide down these big boulders, you climb up, you sit on your bottom and have to slide down, there's no other way and, and, and the boulders took some of my pants. It, it could happen, I said, well, okay. And I, I didn't know what I was in for. I said, well, I'm starting in the morning. So the next day I started hiking on that, on that Appalachian Trail and it was hard. And it, it, sometimes you're just climbing hand over uh, fist, you know, you know, it, 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 it was hard to climb up Mount Katahdin and then back on down through the through the wilderness, and and I I, I kind of got irritated, especially in the hundred mile wilderness because I was just beginning and I thought this trail is terrible. They should maintain the trail better, but you see, in Maine you don't have the dirt that we have down here, just a lot of rocks and stuff, and it's amazing they they can grow anything on just the rocks. And it was just roots and rocks and roots and rocks. And I just got angrier and angrier. And I said, well, they could move this trail up 50 feet up the mountain, you know, and, and have a better trail. So I don't have to be stepping over all these rocks and roots that are just trying to trip me up and make me fall. And then I just realized after several days of being angry that I was fighting the trail. I was fighting the trail. There was nothing I could do to make the trail different, you know. It's just the way it is. And I was fighting it. I was in all that wasted energy with an extra weight on my back. 
You know, I was, because I, I couldn't change it, but I was worried about it. It was like a burden that, that and isn't that the way it is sometimes? We have these burdens, things that we want to change about other people, uh, you know, no family members, of course, but, you know, uh, uh, other people would like to change something about or they do different things or think differently, and, 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 and because we can't change them, we just get, we get mad. And we just huff and puff, and it's just a burden that we don't really need to be carrying. And Jesus says, come to me, all who are heavy laden with burdens. Lay them down. You can't control it. Let it go. Let it go. There was, a, there was one point in, in my hike where I had hiked 187 miles over lots of mountains and that that very day that that this happened I had I had climbed over four peaks that were over 4,000 feet each and, and, and it was a long day the night before was a longer night I had stayed in my tent for 14 hours because Hurricane Irene came through and my tent did really well with that hard rain for the first eight hours and then it started leaking and then uh, it just then I'm just, my, 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 my mat that where my sleeping bag was on became a flotation device, you know, is what I thought about it. So the next morning the rain had stopped and I packed up all my wet gear. So my backpack was really heavy because wet clothes, wet, everything is heavy. And I'm, and the trail is just a stream and I'm just climbing on the, through the stream and, and climbing up the Bigelow Mountains, which is like Maine's second highest mountain range. And, and I, at, at a mile 187, I come upon this bench. And I couldn't believe it. And I just stopped and looked at it. I said, what is a bench doing here in the middle of the woods? You know, why is there a bench here? And, and I said, well, if someone took the, took the trouble to bring all this lumber out here and build a bench in the middle of the woods on the AT, I'm going to sit on it. So I took off my backpack and I'm sitting there and I'm looking back over the, 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 the Bigelow Range and the other mountains that I've been climbing over the last few weeks. And, you know, and, and I'm just, and I'm resting. And, and, it, and it was a wonderful thing. And, uh, but, but, you know, the, your weight gets heavy and, and part of the weight is things that you can't control. And I kept thinking, I got to lighten up. I got to lighten up or I'm not going to make it. I don't know if you really understand what it's like to carry extra baggage with you. I've asked David uh, Massey to come up and help me um, illustrate this so, so it'll make a little more sense. And, and David is one of our youth, and he's a golfer, by the way. And uh, I'm hoping he's going to come and beat me in the golf tournament. So David, come, come and just stand here uh, with me, and I, I want to let you just show people what it's like to carry a backpack. So this is a pack I have, and what's that like? Yeah, it's not too bad, is it? No, sir. No, sir, it's not bad at all until you've hiked with it for about 200 miles. <laughs> and, uh, and then, so, so he, this is your essentials in life. This is all the stuff that we're juggling in our everyday lives. This is what we're going to eat, our shelter, our... You know, all those things that, that we normal, normally have in life, you know, 
um, cutting the grass, you know, cleaning the house, vacuuming, all those things. That's life. Running the kids around uh, you're like your parents do you. And then this unnecessary burden that you have is kind of like a rock, right? And so then you add this extra burden in your backpack and it kind of gets heavier, doesn't it? You know, and then, and so you start worrying about this thing. What's, what's, you know, whatever worry you have, your burden, you know, you, you know, you got to carry that. And then, then there's another one and, and, you know, and one by one, you just keep putting these things in your backpack and it gets heavier and heavier and you get lower and lower and lower and lower and lower. <laughs> and you're carrying these burdens that you don't need to carry. Thank you very much, David, for, for, for illustrating that. Give David a hand. That's what happens with us when we carry burdens that weighed us down that we don't need to carry. We can just let them go. How many things do we carry and worry about that, that we don't really have to carry, you know? Our judgments, our, you know, want to fix people, change people, you know, there's nothing we can do. You know, let's just let it go. Give it over to Jesus. We need some rest. Now, how many of you are Duke basketball fans? Yes, I know that there's a one. Thank you. I, I have oh two. Any in the car? No. So I have two friends. Thank you. Thank you for being. So I'm a Duke basketball fan. I went there and uh, had season tickets back when students could actually get season tickets. And uh, Coach K was, is just a great basketball coach. He's one of my heroes. I like, I like what he does. And you might remember in 1995, Coach K was having a bad time. And Coach K said, was just thinking about quitting coaching basketball. He had had some real success in national championships, but he, he just was having a bad time. And Tom Butters, our athletic director, said, Coach K, what you need to do is just take a rest. Just take a break. Don't quit. Don't quit. Just take a break. And so he said, but what will everybody think, you know, if I quit going to the games and I take a break? He said, don't worry about that. You need to heal emotionally, mentally, physically. He had had some back issues and, and, and you just need to change. You know, you need to take a rest. And so Coach K, he did. He took a, a rest and he missed the last 19 games in that season. 1995 is a bad year, by the way. And, um, and, and in that rest time, he realized, I've got to stop micromanaging my players. I'm trying to micromanage everything. I've got to stop it. I need to start listening to my players more. He was getting older, you know. He had to listen to them and learn from them. And so he took this break from coaching. And uh, you, you may have seen in the news that he's, he's retiring at the end of this year. I know y'all are all keeping up with it. But um, he's going to retire at the end of this next year after coaching 42 years at Duke. And... Uh, and he said, if I hadn't taken that break and rested to heal emotionally, spiritually, physically, I would not have been able to coach the next 25 years. But because he took that break 
he was able to get renewed and, and rethink his attitude because he was carrying these burdens around because he was trying to micromanage all the players and everybody. Do what I tell you to do. Do what? He had to let it go. And he was able to be successful and take more Duke teams to, to great championships and do good work. It's really important for us to have the gift of rest, to get new perspectives. Jesus, you know, shows, shows this when we're when in, the, in the 11th chapter of Matthew. Go read the 11th chapter of Matthew. It's very interesting. Jesus is kind of mad. He's just irritated at people. He's just ticked off. He's, he's mad in Bethsaida. He says, oh, you people at Bethsaida and Chorazon and Capernaum, woe to you because you did not listen to us. You didn't. We played the flute and you didn't dance. You, people were sad and grieving and mourning and you did not mourn. People were happy and you did not experience that joy. In other words, people were just kind of cold and not paying attention to each other. They were too worried about their own lives, perhaps. I don't know, but, but he said, woe to you. So he went on this tirade of all the things he was mad at him about. And then he kind of changes gear as if he caught himself and said, well, I'm going to have a change of mind here. I, I was on this negative, negative Nelly pitch, and I'm going to change my mind. Then he said the words of grace. Come to me, all who are heavy, have heavy burdens, heavy laden, and I will give you rest. My yoke is light. I am humble, full of love, something like that. It's like Jesus was on this negative judgment thing of others, and then he switched gears and caught himself, saying, nope, I can't go down that path. It's not healthy. And he switches gears and offers rest because that's what people need rest instead of judgment love instead of judgment the burdens that we often carry are often those burdens where we're judging and try to fixing and they're, they, we just, they just weight us down and Jesus says you can't control it you can't control others you can, you know, you're, that you're being so upset as you're just fighting what is. Kind of like I was fighting the trail on the Appalachian Trail. I couldn't control it. I just had to accept it and love it and laugh at it, you know. We come to a, I got to the point, thank goodness, when I come up to the side of a mountain and it's just like this big um, rock slide and there the trail goes up right up it and I go, What? You know, it's like, it's like we just laughed at those that were building the trail and said, oh, well, it's, it's easy here. We'll just make them go up and down the mountains on the rock slide. You know, okay, great. When I stopped fighting it, I was able to enjoy it and relax. What a gift it is when we're able to relax and stop fighting it and, and, and do the next thing, which is... Uh, which is what the disciples did. You may remember that when the disciples went, they had been out working, and then Jesus said, come away with me after he heard their stories, and I will give you, you need some rest. And so they go into the boat, and they get a little bit of rest. But in that scripture that was read, you might have realized that they didn't get to rest long because the crowds followed them. And as soon as that boat landed on the shore, 
they had to go to work again. People were eager to hear the stories about the kingdom. They were eager to be healed. They were eager to be loved on. So today in our worship service, we have come here, and I hope we have had a time of rest. We've had a time of laying our burdens down. But now we have to do what Jesus and the disciples did. Now we've got to go out. Because there's a world out there that needs to hear about the kingdom of God. They need to know the good news about Jesus Christ as their Savior. They need church. They need what we have to offer. So as you go forth from this place, pray about who you're going to invite to church next Sunday. And maybe God will reveal that person to you and you can go take him this James Spann card and say, come to church with me. Come sit on the pew. I'll come pick you up. Maybe we can go eat breakfast or lunch after church together. Who is on your list? If everybody here, we've got about 100 folks in church. If everybody here brings one person, we can fill up the sanctuary. Wouldn't that be powerful and exciting? It's funny how as soon as we get to rest, we have work to do. But that's the way it is. I told you about how I found that bench after, on, after I had hiked 187 miles. And I'm sitting on that bench, and I hear this chatter of a squirrel. And I look up, and the, you know, the American red squirrels are not as nice as the eastern gray squirrels that we have in Alabama. The, the American red squirrels, they, they, they don't like other squirrels coming in their territory or hikers or anybody else. And so I'm sitting on that bench and I just start feeling debris falling on me. You know, pine cones, you know, a little bark, little stuff, just, just coming down on my head, on, on the bench. And I'm just going, <laughs> I look up and there's that, that little red squirrel up there pushing stuff off on me. That's the way it is, isn't it, in life. We sit down to rest and somebody starts throwing stuff at us. <laughs> That's life. Maybe a squirrel, might be a grandchild, might be a mom, might be a preacher. <laughs> Don't get too comfortable in your pews. You've got work to do. People are in need. The kingdom of God is something worth talking about. Let us pray. We give you thanks, Almighty God, for times of rest and refreshment. May we use such times as these to perceive the ways in which you are calling us and grant us the courage and strength to pursue them and accomplish them. These things we pray in Christ's name. Amen.